1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Dave King stepping down as Rangers chairman And says Alfredo Morelos will still be there when he goes Celtic close part of the stadium for the Europa League visit of Wren on Thursday And Jack Ross returns to Paisley as St Mirren welcome Hibs I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna And just an ordinary Tuesday in Scottish football Gordon the Rangers chairman steps down Celtic on collision course with the Green Brigade It's not like the old days 25 years ago tomorrow when this man scored a certain goal at Ibrox Am I right Dan? Yeah I forgot about that, about that. Sure uh, he did um, I was going to bring it up later on um, But no I'm uh, You know very interested to hear uh, Dave King I think the Rangers fans will be delighted With what he's saying about The sale of Morelos just now Even if it was 25 million Gordon That was offered They would not take that Because the priority is trying to win the league And I think every Rangers fan Would be delighted with that news He's also said that he's leaving the club in the, the best condition in 40 years as well. So I think a lot of Rangers fans will, will, will thank him for the job that he's, he's done in the past. And a big week on the field, Roger Hanna. Celtic are already through. Can they move towards winning that group? Can Rangers secure their place in the knockout phases of the Europa League as well? And just along the road in Paisley tonight, the return of Jack Ross, yeah, very popular it, figure in his time at St Mirren. He's now the Hibs manager. And it's funny how often the, the fixture list throws up this kind of game. Jack Ross is just in the door. At uh, Hibernia And he would have missed The trip to St Mirren The trip was originally <coughs> in, the, in the weekend of the Betfred Cup semi-finals When Hibs were, were busy in action So Already He's back It'll be an, an emotional evening I would imagine for, for Jack and for John Potter Going back to The simple digital arena But as Jim Goodwin was saying yesterday The St Mirren people Need to realise Tonight Jack Ross is the enemy And another one of these Brilliant Europa League weeks Gordon I call mm. them brilliant Because the last couple Have been The full of Scottish football Or most of it Has received a bit of a shot In the arm it's, it's given us something To brag about If you like It's raised our coefficient Our standing in Europe And for the individual clubs For Celtic and Rangers They've been going well Rangers with a bit more work To do now than Celtic But a big week nevertheless Yeah fantastic For our clubs As you said Gordon uh, A couple of weeks ago It was terrific uh, Good results Good performances Celtic obviously qualified already Rangers are on the verge of it um, Yeah they've got a difficult Away game But the way they're playing just now um, You know And they're, they're going for a league as well And uh, we've got the cup final Coming up in a little while It's just game after game Excitement after excitement But I'm sure that to Big clubs will do as proud on Thursday night Come on then, don't hang about 01419511025 That's the number you need to get in touch with the guys tonight You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB But let's hear from you on the phone Rangers fans, what do you make of the decision from Dave King To stand down as chairman? Does it come as a surprise? What have you made of his time in charge? Has it been a success? Does he leave you in a better position than when he joined? And what about the footballing side of things? Alfredo Morelos I'm not for sale According to Dave King Let us know What about your preview thoughts Ahead of a big Europa League match as well And you St Mirren and Hibs fans On the way to the game Let's hear from you 01419511025 That's clearly the big story of today Roger I don't think there's any doubt about that Rangers chairman Dave King Announcing he is to stand down From the role next year He addressed shareholders During the club's AGM This morning Give us your Your, your Immediate reaction What was your gut reaction When you heard the news um, Slightly surprised But not wholly surprised um, He has been there For almost five years In the chair um, He have to remember He's based in Johannesburg He has a lot of travelling Back and forth 
And while he will remain the single largest shareholder in the club for the time being, Gordon, I get the impression that he just feels it's maybe time to, to pass the, the chairmanship of the club on to someone else. He'll go in March, but at that time there will have been another share issue. And the identity of the next chairman will, will be fascinating for all Rangers supporters. Is it going to be someone like, someone they know, like a Douglas Park or an Alistair Johnson? Or could the next chairman of the Rangers be someone who invests a whole lot of money? Alec Ray said in the show on Friday night, he's convinced there's a big injection of cash coming to Rangers. Could the next chairman of Rangers... Be a person who's investing a whole heap of money into the club Come on Rangers fans What do you make of the news? Were you surprised? Like Rogers was, Roger was Did you see this coming? And ultimately What have you made of Dave King's time in charge? How will that be remembered As far as you're concerned? 01419511025 He says it's now the right time For him to step aside uh, He told those shareholders this morning He's intending to quit within the next four months There's a confluence of two main things I think it, it does suit me personally in terms of some of my staffing and business activities, things quite tough down there. The businesses have been struggling. Um, part of it, I've not been paying attention. I've, the Rangers, I mean, I really could not explain adequately how much time and effort Rangers have taken over the last number of years. So that is a factor. Um, but also the fact is the club is ready. Um, I went to the board meeting yesterday and I said, guys, you know, the days of running losses and me making all the decisions based on whether we're going to write a cheque or not, it can't continue. We're beyond that So let's just do One big fundraise Square everything off And then say guys You're now on your own Come and give us your budget And go and run the business Like every other club does Quite frankly We just couldn't do that Because The way we funded the business Roger how would you assess Dave King's time in charge? Um, I remember The first game In which he was chairman of the club After regime change at Rangers It was a game against Cowdenbeath I think at Central Park When Rangers won the championship A nil-nil draw And I remember Interviewing Dave King for Super Scoreboard that Saturday afternoon And sort of interviewing him over a gate in the main stand at Central Park And after the game the Rangers bus had to get away quickly Before the stock car racing came into Central Park that night And it was a dreadful performance on a dreadful pitch I think they were only third in the championship at the time So to go from there back in March 2015 or whatever it was Gordon To this week when they're about to go to Feyenoord to try and get a, a positive result to get into the last 32 of the Europa League. They're looking ahead in a couple of weeks' time to a, a League Cup final against Celtic at Hamden. They're neck and neck again with Celtic in a Premiership title fight. On the field, the, the advancement from day one of the King regime to today, you, you can only take your hat off to Rangers. Um, yes, they're losing money. But Dave King will tell you that as long as the people who give the loans are happy to, to continue bankrolling the club, they, you know, they will be fine. So I, I think you, you would have to see not unparalleled success for Dave King because Rangers have still to win a trophy, remember, in, in that time, a, a major trophy. But I, I think he's probably right to head back to Johannesburg Reasonably happy with his lot And Gordon this is the bit that will Certainly get a lot of the headlines With regards to, to right now And the way the Rangers fans feel Because King also insists They won't sell Alfredo Morelos in January He acknowledges they do Have to start at some point Making money from player sales But that doesn't mean Offloading their star striker You know as a club And if you look at the revenue streams Commercial sponsorship Season ticket sales We are pretty much the same as Celtic Where we are playing catch up Is their ability to trade players Now that's the feature of success on the pitch if, if our players are winning leagues, if our players are playing in Europe and getting to knockout stages in Europe, then we'll start to get the trading values. So part of our funding of the club is recognising that's an income stream that we don't have. We're okay with Celtic and everything else. 
but we've got to start now trading players the same way Celtic do. The, the, squad, the squad you said in, in there, Ross Wilson's valued at over £100 million. Pounds. Will players need to be sold in order to keep the club sustainable? No, no the, the view, and we discussed it again today in case the question came up, the, the view of the board is that uh, we're actually there to win trophies at the moment. So if someone came along in the summer and said, we'll give you £25 million for Morelos, my recommendation would be not to take it because I think it weakens their chance to win the league. Yeah, I can understand uh, where he's going with that one, Gordon. I'm sure that every Rangers fan would be delighted to hear that. Uh, but he's right. Um, somewhere along the line, Morelos will leave. They will be sold for the, the money. Um, and I think that every player, it's okay sitting there talking about, you know, they won't sell them in the January window. Can't. They, you know, if they're, they're going neck and neck with Celtic just now and then, they go and sell their top goal scorer. I just think we've opened the gates for Celtic to go and win another title easily. So that, that won't happen. But eventually everybody has their, their price. And, um, you know, I think the Rangers fans will be delighted to hear that. But if somebody comes in with a massive bid, then sometimes it's very hard just to mm. turn around and say, no, we're not going to sell him. Eventually he will go. And he was talking there, I don't know, I'd need to sit and really have a look at that. Over a hundred million a squad. So they obviously think they've got a lot of assets here at Ibrox that they can sell on. Okay, let's take some calls. Tom is first up tonight. Tom's in Cumbernauld. Tom, what's uh, your reaction to that news today? Good evening, Gordon. And good evening, the legend, and good evening, Roger. Hello. Good evening, Tom. Good evening, Tom. The, what it is, obviously I'm a Rangers fan, as you all know, and I'm delighted, just to say, with Dave King, I think he's done a great job since he came in as chairman to get our first of all, to get our top and Stephen Gennard. The money he certainly backed them this year, and hopefully, the I think we're getting eventually we'll be hopefully top back to top four with the help of Dave King. Yeah, I suppose Roger, if you are, if you are assessing it overall, and you you said it yourself, this is this is not about pretending there haven't been bumps, bigger bumps, major obstacles in the road. This is not about saying it's been an unparalleled success, but sometimes you have to go for people to then take a a step back and, and assess the bigger picture and ultimately Dave King will go down whether this turns out to be a good thing or a bad thing it's certainly a good thing at the moment in the eyes of the Rangers fans as the as the chairman who brought Stephen Gerrard to the club as well that's something that he well, will yeah I, I, listen you, you can look at Rangers over the period of Dave King's chairmanship or, or you can look at what Dave King did now Dave King's not really responsible for results on the pitch all Dave King can do as a chairman is provide the funds for the managers and I think he has provided funds for managers. Stephen Gerrard will be well paid. Stephen Gerrard in the last transfer window was given £7 million to sign Ryan Kent. Um, previous managers, Pedro Cascina, Mark Warburton, they, they were they were bankrolled reasonably well as well. Think of the money Cascina spent when he came in that summer into the football club. So the squad of players from March 2015 to now in <coughs> November 2019, I'm not going to say... Is it isn't worth a hundred million pounds? Like that says, we haven't quite calculated it yet, but it will certainly be more valuable than it was when he came in the door, and that is in no small part down to the investment that Dave King has given his managers. I think I think his manager will he'll sadly miss him because Dave King has you've got to say for Stephen Gerrard's first job in management, a club the size of Rangers, he has backed him to the hilt. Gone the amount of players <clears throat> that have come in and out of that club. 
since Steven Gerrard arrived Yes, better quality Because they're up there fighting against Celtic They're into the cup final They still need to win silverware You've got to say But as a young manager On your first job I don't think that Steven Gerrard Could have asked for any more from mm. Dave King Tom On you go hey, What is also I heard Alex Racing the other night that He said there's going to be a major cash injection Is Roger or, your, or Gordon yourself Where do the, the cash injection come from Paul? Roger No Alex spoke about it um, on Friday I presume that Alec is meaning a cash injection via this new share issue um, Now I presume again I haven't really spoken to Alec about this I presume he's meaning There will be An individual or a group of individuals Willing to underwrite Either all of this share issue Or the vast majority Of the share issue To bring a large sum of money Into the club You would hear Dave King Speaking at the top of the show Saying that when, you know, when he checks out In the spring of next year the club's on its own after that, really, you know, and he believes that the share issue and the investment that's coming at the start of the year will be sufficient to allow the club to, to you know, go and trade and, you know, act like he wants the club to act going forward financially. He might squeeze it in within the last couple of weeks because the Betfred Cup final, I assume, comes before Dave King uh, stands down Roger Hanna. If that wasn't to go in Rangers' favour, would that be... A blot on his record, so to speak, that, that that failure to deliver a major tournament, a major a major trophy, I should say. Well, l- listen, Dave King's not the manager, and Dave King's not the centre forward or the yeah. goalkeeper. Um, all he can do is provide the tools for the football department to operate. So he will say that he has provided the money with which the club signed Ryan Kent at a cost of seven million pounds, and Alfredo Morelos was signed, and Stephen Davis was brought back to the club, Alan McGregor was brought back to the club. All of these guys were bought and paid, you know, mm. during the Dave King regime. So win, lose or draw, I'm, I'm quite sure if Rangers win the Betfred Cup final one 0 Dave King won't be enough to collect the trophy. Um, and if they lose, I'm not sure it will really, you know, mark his legacy one way or the other. Uh, let's take another view from Davy, who's a Rangers fan in Partick. Thank you to Tom. Hi, Davy. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Not a um, I was just listening to what Dave was, Dave King was saying there about you know not selling Alfredo. I mean, I certainly hope he's right, but, you know, I don't think it's any secret that, you know, we certainly need money at Rangers, and I think, you know, like, um, I think Roger said there that if somebody came in with a, a decent offer for Alfredo, I'm afraid I think he would be gone. I think we've got to be realistic at Scottish football after all. Um, to, uh, I've got another quick point, another quick point is as well that, I mean, to be honest with you, at the start, I was never a, a, a major Dave King fan, Um I can't deny he's brought us some successes with Stephen Gerrard and and stuff like that. But the sort of it's in my the thought sort of in the back of my head is that if, if there's somebody out there, but the thing with them with the takeover panel being cold shouldered with the financial people, I don't think that's really good. And I think at the end of the day, if he steps down now, um, and there is other people that are maybe got serious money to invest in Rangers, that there's more chance of them coming forward now that maybe you know Dave stepping down. That's just sort of one of the thoughts I had anyway. Yeah, but <clears throat> going back to the point, I, I still believe that Rangers couldn't afford to sell Morelos in January. Couldn't afford. Uh, it would be an upcry. It would be disastrous for them. But I totally agree with David. And it's okay Dave King sitting saying, well, if they get offered 25 million, and I'm not saying he's worth for 25 million before people start shouting, uh, but Dave King says if they go offered 25 million, he would say not to sell. 
I think that every player's got their price, Gordon. And yeah, but is it, is it not about the timing of it? I think yeah. everyone's been pretty clear. Dave King says summer, it, Stephen Gerrard says it. Yeah, I'm saying that, I, that there's no way in the world they could afford yeah. to sell him in January. But I think if someone comes in with a, let's say, the 25 million that Dave King's talking about uh, in the summer, yeah. then I think you've got to take What that about away. the other point from Davey Roger? About uh, Dave King and the potential of other investment. Well, the proof of the pudding will be in the sheer issue, won't it? Whether or not people are willing to commit significant sums of money, um, you know, Dave, Dave King going forward will still have a big say because as things stand, he remains the single largest shareholder at the football club. Um, another point Davey's making, but I actually don't know the answer. The answer will come out when we see who invests in the share issue and how much they're willing to invest. Overall, Davey, how would you sum up Dave King's time in charge? That's a, that's a mixed review with me, but yeah, I, mean, I can't deny he's brought us some successes, especially for his team, Gerard and stuff like that. But I did, I did think at the start we seemed to be getting us into a lot of litigation with Mike Ashley and, and this one and that one. I mean, I don't think you can you can ignore the fact that you know every time I picked up certainly any time I picked up a piece of a. We're being sued by Wi-Fi people, or we're being, or being sued by memorial walls, or, or something like that. And I'm thinking, that I think in other ways things could be handled slightly better. So, for all, I'm, for all, I'm not saying it hasn't brought us some successes. I think you know there's been some downsides as well, and I'd like to see somebody coming in with you know somebody a bit more hands-on. It's not in Johannesburg, um, and somebody with, you know it can it can run it without it's been in the papers every two minutes for. Negative reasons as well, as well, you know. Okay, thank you very much to Davy, a Rangers fan from Partick. It's 0141 Don't forget, lots of big football to preview this week as well. Uh, so get in touch if you're looking ahead to Celtic against Wren or Feyenoord against Rangers, and we'll take your calls after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The two ways for you to get in touch on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Lots of reaction coming in to the decision from Dave King to step down as Rangers chairman. John is on. He says, I listened to the AGM on the way home from work, listening to him choking back the tears as to what Rangers means to him nearly had me in tears, says John. He'll go down as a great chairman. He was there when the club needed him most. Graham Flanagan's got an alternative view He says Dave King's statement's not what he feels at heart He knows the sale of Alfredo would lift the money pressure off the club They won't do it And that's why he's away At Clyde SSB um, on Twitter 0141-951-1025 on the phones uh, Let's go straight back to the lines And speak to John who's a Celtic fan Wants to discuss Dave King though Hi John Hey, can I speak to Gordon? Oh he's listening Hi John I, says, I, says, I think uh, Dave King's jump ship mate And he, he's going to be leaving his jump ship they can see the bigger picture. Their name money. Eh, name, well, for the start, their name money. And if it comes, if it comes January, and if Celtic is behind Rangers, Celtic's got the money to go out and strengthen the team. Dave King and Stevie's not got that sort of money. They've got millions in the bank. They've not got much money. As I said, I think you've seen the bigger picture. And says, I'll not get any more money to get Rangers. So I'm going out now. If it comes, Celtic wins nine in a row, and eh, going for ten next year. Stevie Jared will be going waste. Dave King And uh, next year Their season tickets will, will dwindle If they go for night Celtic nine in a row Their name money Coming in So as I say That's my point tonight Matt. The, only, the only thing I'll say John Is you've got to listen To Dave King And take it at face value He said that In his interview That the, the club Is in the best condition For 40 years 
Um, he was talking about that he would he would recommend not to sell Morelos for twenty five million. He says, uh, but I do agree somewhere along the line. I think, and I said earlier, as a, a young manager, I think he's been absolutely brilliant for Steven Gerrard because he's he's backed him every single uh, minute of the day. I uh, backed him with the signings, everything about it. I think it was up now to Rangers to win silverware. I think they've got to get silverware or. I think you're quite right. I think that the Rangers manager would come in for a bit of pressure in the summer if they don't win a silver with a cup. Roger? Yeah, I think you're right. Does. I, think, I think whichever manager doesn't win the league title at the end of the season will be under great pressure simply because of the historic significance of this league title. If Celtic win nine in a row and have only one more to go to get the, the holy grail of ten in a row... It, it puts major mm. pressure on Stephen Gerrard or, 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 or it put major pressure on any Rangers manager What, what about John's <laughs> accusation that Dave King is abandoning ship I think was the phrase that John uses um, I, Listen I'm not sure that's the case When you look at the, the, the position the club was in When Dave King came in And the position the club is in today When he announces his departure it, It's in a far better place I, 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 You know the situation been the other way around I think you could have accused him of Jumping ship But I think I think you know Regardless of the results On the pitch I think the club Is in a better position Off the pitch And on the pitch Probably From the day Dave King came in John would you Would you disagree with that then Is that at the core Of what you're saying Roger says Dave King has Left Rangers in a better position Than the one he found them in Would you Would you not go along with that I'll go along with it But he's going to be seen The bigger picture As I say before If Celtic sitting behind Rangers In January Celtic will go out and spend money. Rangers can't do that. Rangers can't do that. They're going to need to sell somebody. They're going to need to sell. Do you know something, John? I do agree with you. I think that come January, Celtic can get out there and they can spend. And they can spend big. But let me say something. It doesn't guarantee you that you're going to win the title because you've got the money in the bag to go out there and spend. Because the January transfer window, say, for instance, they're looking for, you know, a centre forward. Nobody's going to give you their best centre forward in January. No other club's going to give you that. So you get into a market I don't think is the greatest market. Yeah, you can you can get someone and got Jermaine Defoe and Stephen yeah, Davis in yeah, January. But but, but it, how long did it take them to kick on, Gordon? You know, I, I I thought that you know everybody looked at the two signings from Rangers and thought terrific, but they took time to get going, and sometimes that happens because you'll probably get players that have not been playing a lot of games as well. But John's right in the, the fact that Celtic can go out there and spend, but that does not guarantee mm. you the league or whatever. But I'll go back to Rogers' point, where I think that the Rangers manager, if he can, if he, for instance, when he if he if he did win the league cup against Celtic and still finish second, I think they would still go by him for the following season to okay. chase Celtic. Uh, thanks to John and Greenock Let's get some more views on the line with James James is in Drum Chapel Hi James Hi, how are you doing guys? Not too bad at all, how are you? I am fine, I'm fine I was a bit obviously shocked when I heard about uh, Dave King um, However, I do think obviously he's, uh, With a statement he's saying He's obviously wants to go and, um, back to his own businesses and stuff And for that, for me, I don't have a problem I don't have a problem with Dave King Because for me, Dave King is one of the reasons that we still have Rangers he is one of the guys, along with uh, the two other guys that obviously invested the money to get us out of the hands of the 
the I'm previous sorry, regime. Word it in a, a, a PC manner here, guys. Um, I've obviously used all the fruitful words about them, um, about those other gentlemen that owned us at the time who were running us into the ground. But wasn't it for Dave King? I wouldn't be in the privilege to take my daughter along to Ibrox to fall in love with the Rangers, the same way that my dad did uh, with myself. And for that, I will be indebted to Dave King. So for myself, I think Dave King has done a great job for Rangers. I heard another Rangers supporter there saying that it's been limited success or whatever success. The biggest success of all is we've still got a football club. We've still got a team to go along every Saturday and cheer on. So for that, for me, I will be always indebted to Dave King. Um, the guy has been superb for us. He's bankrolled every other manager that we've had. He's, he's shelled out big bucks. And I find it laughable that the Rangers are pure skin, according to that Celtic supporter. But... Uh, See, for a club that are pure skin, it's no bad that we're out in shells about the best part, about £12 million in the summer. See, for a club that's skin, man, I would hate to see us, man, if we were skin, if we went out and shelled out £12 million for players in the summer. Come on to grips. Yeah, I mean, Roger, I think that that's something that's been sort of bubbling away in the last few months, certainly since the latest financial figures were revealed. No one can tell you that it's ideal, an ideal situation, but, but this was all always the... The plan, if you like, and this didn't surprise anyone. Dave King spoke again today, Roger, about this over-investing because they just simply feel that they, they couldn't get detached in a footballing sense. Yeah, um, football and finance are, are, are funny things. You know, debt in football is okay if you can service the debt and the people that you owe the money to are happy to meet the bills, give you soft loans, not expect the money back. That, that's all fine. You, know, you look at the debts... The losses, some of the English Premier League teams rack up, you know, you see the the Manchester United's mm. financial figures, but as long as they're underwritten by the Glazer family, Manchester United will continue to challenge on and spend big money and pay big wages. And it's the same, to, you know, on a much smaller scale. With Rangers, yes, they lost was £11 million in the last financial results, but as long as, you know, the people running the club are happy enough to bankroll the club. It's not like the old days when there were 18 or 20 million pounds lying out to Lloyd's TSB and, and you know, Lloyd's can pull the rug from under you at any stage. It's not like those days. So they would be able to pay off any any debt by selling footballers, Gordon. So at, at the minute, I don't think it's quite the financial crisis some people would have you believe. Mm. You want to make a final comment, James? No, it's just obviously just, guys, I'm just obviously indebted to Dave King for obviously still... I've still got my team to go along uh, with my daughter and that's something that I'll, I'll, I'll always be grateful to Dave King for. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, again, it's going to come down to the way you view these things. Some people are kind of big picture. James is taking a step back. Of mm. course, you can point to what we mentioned earlier on. It's clearly not been plain sailing. There have been bumps around, along the road. There are probably things that even Dave King wishes he had done differently or, or wishes he could have controlled in a different way. But James is more about the, the sort of bigger picture and, and where Rangers are at now compared to the day that he walked in. Yeah, I can understand what James is saying there because it's important to him, it's important to his family, his daughter, as you, you said, that um, he's still got a club and a very big club, you've got to say. Uh, 49,000, 50,000 every home game. Um, so I think that was the most important thing for them. And the one thing that they've got there now, and yeah, people talk about the, the, the financial loss just now, but... The important thing that you can look at Rangers, whether we like it or not, they've got assets on the pitch now, Gordon. And you couldn't bit, say that a couple of years ago, could well, you? Well, I, I think you would struggle to, you know. I, now, I'm not going to get caught up in this, you know, that Dave King come out and said the squad's valued over a hundred million. I'm not going to get caught up in that because you can only 
You can only get what somebody's prepared to pay. But they've got guys nowadays that they have got assets that they can sell and probably bring in a few quid, which they didn't have. Okay, thank you very much. It's 01419511025. It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Don't forget two massive Europa League games coming up later in the week if you want to preview those. Uh, We've even got a big Premiership match in Paisley tonight as well. We will be going there to speak to Alison Conroy to get the team news and all the build up ahead of that one. Let's speak to Bill, though, who's a Celtic fan from Jordan Hill. Hi, Bill. Hi, Bill. What's on your mind tonight? I was reading in the newspaper today that uh, Celtic have actually. Reduce the number of people uh, from the Green Brigade who are allowed into the standing area. Uh, I think it's long overdue. These people have cost the club an absolute fortune over the years. And 98% of the people who go to the game like to hear the cheer and the, the music and noise that comes from them. But we don't want anything to do with banners or singing songs that are likely to get Celtic into trouble. If they persist in the if they persist with uh, getting Celtic into trouble, Celtic should tell them that they're going to close the area altogether. Roger, this is a story that came out very late in last night's show. It's developed a bit today. Celtic will close part of the stadium for Thursday's game against Wren following recent UEFA sanctions. They confirmed that it will be a partial closure over there in the, the rail seating section, if you like, which gener- generally uh, houses the Green Brigade. It has caused quite the reaction because many fans like Bill just think these fines are never ending and they want to see something done about it and they're happy that Celtic have taken these measures. Other fans, and lots of them, are disappointed in the way the club's handled it, given three days' notice to these fans who maybe have travel arrangements and all the rest of it. And some feel also that they would quite like their... uh, They'd like to exercise their right to bring pyrotechnics to a football game. Can you try and bring some sense to it all? Um... Well, I've seen the statement from the Green Brigade this evening talking of a breakdown of trust between themselves and the club, describing Celtic's acts last night as vindictive. Um, listen, my own opinion, i will be interested to see. Bill, can I ask, what age are you, Bill? 77. I'm not quite as old as that, but I'm certainly of, of the belief that I'm of an era where you went to the football and you supported your football team and you went to enjoy the football and the football was the main course, if you like. That's what, what everybody went to see. Um, I understand there's a generation beneath us who, like Gordon Duncan said, think the football spectating, what's the word I look for, performance, if you like, is more about just the, what happens on the field. There's this, I saw somebody re- referring to it on social media today as no pyros, no party. And they believe that pyrotechnics, their big colourful banners should in 2019 all be part of the football spectating, the football attending experience, if you like, Bill. Now, in a sense, my opinion doesn't really matter. And their opinion doesn't really matter. The only people's opinion who matters in this are Celtic Football Club. And Celtic Football Club, who own the stadium, run the team, ticket the games... Do not want pyrotechnics it's, it's like you and I wouldn't like A guy with pyrotechnics landed in my back garden I'm sure you, sure you wouldn't either Bill So they don't want pyrotechnics in the stadium They don't want what you refer refer to As illicit banners in the stadium They don't want what you refer refer to As illicit chanting in the stadium It's their stadium And to my mind The people who buy tickets to the stadium Should act the way Celtic Would like them to act 
Otherwise, they shouldn't be surprised when Celtic withdraw their tickets. I wonder if these are two separate issues anyway, Roger, because in modern day society, surely we can all be big enough and adult enough to have conversations. And if there are groups of Celtic fans who believe strongly that they want to explore the possibility of bringing flares in, whether it be in a safe zone or different type or whatever, then surely... There are no, no problem Certainly not for me for, for having those discussions But at the moment UEFA don't like it UEFA say you can't do it And therefore Is that not the bottom line? Yeah And I think listen The Green Brigade and Celtic For a number of years Probably between 10 and 15 years now Have been having these conversations And Celtic value the Green Brigade They value what the Green Brigade Bring, bring to the club Bring to the match day experience In a positive way But there is no doubt That the negative side of it it's hitting Celtic financially It's hitting Celtic reputationally And it's only You know Celtic have taken this unilateral decision To close a part of the stadium For the rain game If this behaviour Continues There's no doubt that UEFA will take it out of Celtic's hands And start closing parts of the stadium themselves Will they though? Because I just feel as if for as long as I can remember in this show Every time there's a flare It's a 10 grand fine And you move on to the next one And then it happens again And it's another 10 grand fine And you move on to the next one I, I, I don't get the sense That the, the punishments are getting any more severe But do you not think That Celtic's action today that Is people, to try and get in front of it Yeah That people at Celtic Are maybe beginning to sense A change of mood Perhaps Yeah Gordon. And that's why they've acted Yeah I think I think that Obviously I go to Celtic Park In, in Ibrooks uh, Quite a lot Gordon And Football is about atmosphere as well And you've got to say that the Green Brigade They bring that in abundance But they've got to abide by the rules If that's Celtic's rules Of bringing supporters into their ground It's their ground, it's their club The supporters I think every player appreciates the atmosphere at Celtic Parts But especially in a European night Many, many ex-foreign players have come over And spoke about it And how good it was And it's the same Ibrox but there's got to be a fine line And you've got to go there and say Right, these are the rules We can still have the atmosphere We can still lift our team We can still enjoy the game But we can't cross that line Final word to you, Bill yeah, if, if they want to persist in doing what they're doing Let them pay the fines Well, listen, I'm quite sure uh, Peter Lawwell and the people around Celtic Would quite happily have the Green Brigade Paying the fines that the UEFA have levied against them In recent years Um, I I think we both know that's not not a realistic prospect Um, Celtic, it strikes me That Celtic are getting near their wits end over this They've tried all manner of tactic To dissuade the supporters From bringing in pyrotechnics Bringing in these banners that UEFA don't like Singing the songs that UEFA don't like and at the minute, Celtic have failed miserably to dissuade the supporters from doing that. So this is the next tactic to try and uh, win the day is by closing a section of Celtic Park for this game. Um, it'll be interesting to see how many of the Green Brigade get into the stadium, maybe close to that area, maybe in other areas, whether there are banners reflecting the... What was described by the, Green, by the Green Brigade today, Bill, is that breakdown of trust between themselves and the club. And it, I don't think we've heard the end of this issue. Far oh, from it. 01419511025. That's the number Bill was on. Thank you very much to Bill for his thoughts. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. And we're going to get travel with Amber and then start previewing this weekend's, this week's big Europa League action. That's coming next. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We are about to look ahead to this week's big Europa League action. The budget's been a bit tight, it's getting close to Christmas, so we couldn't actually send Gordon DL on a fact finding mission. To either Holland uh, or France So we've decided to recruit a Dutch football expert for the evening Michael Bell joins us on the phone Editor of Football Orangey Michael, thank you very much for taking the time How are you? Yeah, I'm good, how are you? Not too bad at all, Michael Now Rangers and Feyenoord um, Well, Feyenoord and Rangers, I should say Meeting on Thursday night With the added spice of Dick Advocat Now being in charge of Feyenoord What's the, what's the feeling over there ahead of this one? Well, I think for this one is Basically, the feeling in Holland is that he's not really come under any pressure so far, and this is the biggest game of his short tenure so far. And he's unbeaten in his four games in charge, but they're against teams that, you know, the two wins he's got against basically relegation fodder in the Netherlands, and he's drawn the two games that they needed to really win. So he's under a bit of pressure coming to this one because I think final season really hinges on this game. If they don't beat Rangers, then there's no chance of them getting out of this group. Is, is there a perception that he has improved them or are people waiting to, to make that call as you say because the, the level of opposition maybe hasn't been there yet? Yeah, there's definitely a bit of caution so far but what we saw under Yapstam was so bad that you know, them having four games unbeaten is definitely an improvement. You know, Yapstam's last game in charge was the 4-0 loss at Ajax that easily could have been 10 or 11. You know, Ajax just totally killed out in the second half and didn't really go for the, the killer blow. Um, but yeah, he studied his defence, which has been the main thing. And we need to see what happens on the Thursday in the games coming up. They've got that uh, much harder than he's had so far. A very tight group, Roger. Uh, Rangers obviously want to just get the three points and, and progress, do it the easy way. There are a number of permutations which yeah. could actually still see Rangers progress. Yeah, I was just going to ask, Michael, people in Scotland were surprised how poor Feyenoord were. I know there is, the scoreline was quite tight in match day one, but James Tavernier missed the penalty. Rangers had other chances to, to put the game to bed. Should Rangers expect something of a backlash for, from Feyenoord, particularly with Dick Advocate, the former Rangers manager, at the helm on Thursday night? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think it'll be a different game in front of the, the Feyenoord crowd. You know, they've had 11 games at home. They've only lost one so far this season. They're much tougher side at home, you know, to beat Porto, but so did Rangers. Um, in that first game, yeah, Feyenoord were awful. Um, I don't know how Rangers only won that game 1-0, but I think Dick Havocat will especially get his side up for this one. And mainly because, you know, throughout the title race, the 10th in the league, this is uh, the main focus at the moment, and need to win this game. So I think he'll get a, a very wound-up crowd going into this one and hopefully an inspired team as well. Yeah, I was interested when you said there, you know, the the sort of season defining game for, for Dick Advocat and for Feyenoord because obviously there are some teams, maybe from the bigger countries in Europe, that don't prioritise the Europa League. Would is there a real expectation on Feyenoord to progress from this group? And, and I suppose therefore any defeat to Rangers would be um, met with widespread criticism. Yeah, when um, Dick Advocat took charge, he basically said that progressing in the Europa League was his main. Main focus because they're doing so poor in the league, and I think the best they can really hope for now is a European playoff spot, which is top six, top seven, and the Dutch Cup, which they've won this last year, and they're not really focused on that. So, this getting out of this group is the main aim. And even if they do beat Rangers, it's still a tough task having to go to Porto to get a result. Then that 1 1 draw with Young Boys a couple of weeks ago is really 
we'll see how they're fighting this one. For any Rangers fans listening, then, can they expect a different type of a final performance? Are they, are they playing any differently, stylistically or, or tactically, from the previous meeting? I uh, know it'll still be a standard back four three three, and the only difference you'll get is that Nikolai Jorgensen, the, the main striker, he's not fit and he's cut and go for this one. And um, so if he doesn't play, then it's going to be you know, a lineup of three wingers up front. So you're going to get Nobel, who's is the, the main supplier of the goals for them. A uh, young Colombian winger called Sinistera and by Sam Morrison up front. But if Jorgensen is fit, then you'll have a standard number nine up front target man. I mean, Gordon Diel, we, we have seen Feyenoord before. If you were basing it on that, there is clearly not a great deal to, to fear for, for Steven Gerrard. But Michael's outlining um, you know, that, that there have been small signs of improvement. So it's all set up to be a fascinating game on Thursday. Yeah, he's come in. He has made a difference already. And he's, he's um, you know, short time there, Gordon. Um, the extra bit of space is the fact that he's managed Rangers. He knows the club. Um, he'll be excited about the challenge of Rangers and the way Rangers are playing just now under Steven Gerrard. But um, they've got to win. That's their home game. They've got to get a result. And I think that can play right into Rangers' hands uh, by hitting them on the counter. And I think Rangers have got guys like Morelos that can put the ball in the back of it. So I think it'll be a terrific football game. Michael Bell, thank you very much for joining us. That was Michael, editor of Football Orangey, giving us the expert opinion on what to expect from Feyenoord on Thursday. I suppose for Celtic Roger, they are already through, but we will maybe find out what the appetite's like to actually go on and, and win the group. I, yeah, it doesn't strike me as if Neil Lennon will just take the foot off the gas and be happy with a top two place. No, I don't think he will. I, I wondered after they qualified with that great win in Rome against Lazio three weeks ago, whether... Neil might see this as an opportunity to, to rest a few players Very busy fixture schedule for Celtic and, and for other Premiership teams in the month of December So this might be one where he could he could get some some fringe players in But reading Christopher Julian the newspapers this morning It sounds as if Celtic want to get the win against Ren on Thursday Want to seal top places Never won a Europa League group before Celtic So it would be a little bit of history If he could get the win And then match day six away from home just go and rest up Rest a few players in And what will be the midst of a Of a very hectic December Right let's squeeze in one more call Let's speak to James and Paisley Quickly before the news Hi James Hi there how you doing Good James um, It was just to say Sorry come back to the initial points At the beginning of the show I'm sure. a Rangers fan And uh, it was a comment um, Gordon you were talking about Morelis And the fee I just think that And obviously again I'm, I'm agreeing with you I'm not saying he's worth this But mm. Even if there was an obscene fee, a thirty-five million pounds excess of that coming in, I just can't see how it would make sense to sell him in January because the, the, the league winning the league I, again, the timing part, of course, with the nine in a row. But if it was three in a row, trying to stop that, maybe it would be a different question altogether. But with it being nine in a row and the money you get from winning the league and the Champions League money next year, it would just make no sense to sell him. We would almost all recoup. Easily 25 million from winning the league and the Champions League next year, and plus the extra money if we then sell him as a champ as a league winner next year again. So we just make no sense whatsoever to sell him in January for any fee, really. It's yeah. a fair point, but also Absolutely. also worth bearing in mind though that winning the league doesn't guarantee you the Champions League money because it's quite a, it's quite a journey to get there from winning the league to getting through the qualifying campaign and into the group stages. I, I don't even think the Rangers fans or people at Rangers just now are worried about Champions League money. I think it's all about stopping Celtic. It's all about this season trying to stop Celtic. And I'm with James and I said that I would be absolutely amazed. So simple for you then. If this was Celtic going for three in a row, they would sell Morelos in January. No problem. If they come in for... If, if James... If the money was good. If yeah. the money was 35 mil, yeah, I think they would. 
Right, because I think that's great business for buying them in at the price they brought them in and then sell them for that sort of a profit. Of course it makes good sense. But this is a different season, Gordon. This is all about trying to stop Celtic. And if you sell your best goal scorer, no matter how much of money it is in January, you're not going to really replace them, then you're basically saying to Celtic, there you are. Just before we let you go, James, your reaction to Dave King's announcement today? Yeah, it was a bit of a shock, to be honest. But again, I've um, kind of echoed some of the calls. It's been kind of up and down with him. But I think, obviously, he's left us in a better place than when he came in. Um, I just hope we can get this Sports Direct thing off our shoulders, but, uh, or off our backs, I should say. But yeah, um, it'll be, he'll, he'll be missed, I think. Would that be the one, The one? I don't know if regret's the right word, Roger, probably not. But the, the one thing that I'm sure, I think he, he said as much today, that Dave King probably wishes he could have shaken off or could have concluded before he... Uh, departed the club Yeah I think even when he stands down From the chairmanship of the football club in March I think he's going he's to still going to be involved yeah. Stay on as a director of the Rangers Retail Limited And is going to continue Playing an active role in uh, the litigation With Mike Ashley and Sports Direct So um, it's a fight one of the callers Described earlier on You know getting fed up Reading all this negative publicity In the front pages of the newspapers But I think there'll be a bit more publicity Surrounding this, this courtroom fight As we go on Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Feeling really generous tonight. We've got a top prize to give you later on this hour. But in the meantime, it's all about Beat the Pundit. This is your chance to win a signed ball if you can get more questions right than Gordon DL or Roger Hanna. Now is the time. Step up to the plate 0141 951 1025. You have to be quick because the lines close at 7. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We have been reacting mostly To the news that Dave King Is stepping down as Rangers chairman But this is Tuesday Of a big Europa League week So please keep your thoughts Coming in as well With regards to the big games On Thursday night Feyenoord against Rangers We've already given you uh, The views from our Dutch football Expert Michael on the line And of course we'll look ahead To Celtic against Wren as well Let's do this first though Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time, Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. One of them will be up against Gary in East Kilbride. How are you tonight, Gary? I am alright, Gordon. How are you? Yeah, not too bad at all, thank you. I'm going to toss the coin. If it's heads, you're up against Roger Hanna, who, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't missed anything when I was away on the sick. You are still on minus one. It's yes. not going to, it's not gone to minus two or anything. He's never played. I did, I played last week. Minus one, with Stephen. Did you? Oh, yeah, we, we tried to tell him it had been erased, but he wasn't. Still definitely one. minus one for Roger Gordon DL uh, on zero. So let's toss the coin. If it's heads, it's Roger, and if it's tails, it is Gordon. And it's heads. It's Roger minus one up against Gary, Hello, Gary. in East Kilbride. So Gary, here's the deal. I'm going to give Roger some Clyde two to listen to, and that way he can't hear us. You've got thirty seconds, Gary, head to head with Roger. The secret is you can pass. So if you're under any. Uh, confusion whatsoever Just pass and move on To the next one okay Any bother Good man Your time starts Now Who is the current Motherwell captain Pass Which MLS side Are Aberdeen set To form a partnership with Oh pass Which Scottish side Plays their home games At Bayview Stadium Albion Rovers Graham Potter Manages which English Premier League club uh, Pass Name any of Rangers Europa League Group stage opponents Last season uh, 
Pass. Where did Celtic sign Gary Hooper from? Pass. Oh, come on, just that was guess. Rotten. Just guess any. Guess a team. Middlesbrough. Right, let's bring Roger Hanna back. Roger, can you hear us? Oh, Billy Ocean and Clyde too then. I was thoroughly enjoying that. Eh? The pressure is on, and I'm not going to tell you if Gary rose to the pressure or, or crumbled under the pressure. You will find out in due course. Are you ready? Yeah, go. Okay. Who's the current captain of Motherwell? Peter Hartley. Which MLS side are Aberdeen set to form a partnership Atlanta with? Atlanta United. Which Scottish side play their home games at Bayview Stadium? East Fife. Graham Potter manages which English Premier League club? Brighton. Name any of Rangers' Europa League group stage opponents from Black. last season. Villarreal. Who did Celtic sign Gary Hooper from? Scunthorpe. Who is the manager of the Irish national side? Mike McCarthy. And which side are top of Scottish League 2 quickly? Cove Rangers. Gary, do I need to ask you how you think that went? I will ask two questions, but I bet you use so. <laughs> is, that, is that where he lost it, do you think? Aye <laughs> You need to be quicker if you want to get through them all uh, Who's the current Motherwell captain? It's Peter Hartley Roger got that one You didn't Which MLS side are Aberdeen set to form a partnership with? Atlanta United uh, Roger got it Gary didn't uh, Which Scottish side play their home games at Bayview? East Fife There's a bit of a pattern yeah. developing here Roger goes three in front to made it four With Brighton and Hove Albion for any of Rangers Europa League opponents last season You had the choice Spartak Moscow Villarreal Rapid Vienna Roger got Villarreal um, Gary passed So it's still 5 now I think 5-0 to Roger uh, Celtic saying Gary Hooper from Scunthorpe Gary you're a Celtic fan He's your namesake Is it not ringing any bells? No No I didn't think so Holy. It's a bit different It is different The pressure's on And you would have got to I'm sure you would If you'd gotten this far Mick McCarthy's the Ireland manager And Cove Our top of League 2 That was an 8 For Roger Hanna Don't worry We we take some off him Gary We take one off Mm -hmm. Which means it was a 7 For Roger And unfortunately Gary and East Kilbride It's a good job We don't have your second name We can't name and shame you fully It was a 0 for you Gary That's alright I'll get him next time (laughs) (laughs) I love the optimism From Gary And East Kilbride 7-0 for Roger How would you have fared tonight Gordon I thought they were alright Yeah yeah I got 2 7 you answer quicker than me You do, may get nine you, The only one I didn't get Was Rangers opponents That was the only one You got the Celtic saying Gary Hooper from Scunthorpe Yeah Yeah On my life Okay I knew that Everybody oh, knows that <laughs> Gary and East Kilbride doesn't oh, Gary didn't know him 01419511025 On the phones At Clyde SSB On Twitter Keep your reaction coming To Dave King's decision To step down as Rangers chairman And also let's look forward As well Some massive games on Thursday in the Europa League And we don't even have to look too far forward For a massive game tonight Alison Conroy is in Paisley It's probably freezing St Mirren are playing against Hibs And Jack Ross is back on familiar turf Alison Yes it is a bit chilly Gordon As you can imagine here But the rain has gone off for now Which is always a good thing in Paisley uh, Of course Jack Rossi's return to St Mirren tonight 18 months after he left After securing promotion for the club He brings Hibs here tonight Looking to make it back to back wins since taking over while St Mirren are looking for back-to-back wins after that win over Ross County 
at the weekend, which lifted them off the bottom of the table. It is one change for St Mirren from that win at the weekend. Stephen McGinn comes in to the team and Danny Mullen drops to the bench. For Hibs, it's the same team that beat Motherwell at the weekend, the same starting eleven that's played the last three games. So for St Mirren, it will be Vaclav Gladke in goal, a back four of Paul McGinn, Gary McKenzie, Sean McLaughlin and Callum Waters. Then it'll be Ryan Flynn and Sam Foley with the three of Kyle McGinnis, Stephen McGinn and Gladke Dermis with John Abika up top. On the bench for St Mirren, McAllister, Mullen, Murray, Cook, Jorkaev, McPherson and Linus. For Hibs, Chris Maxwell in goal, a back four of Jason Naismith, Ryan Porteous, Paul Hanlon and Lewis Stevenson. In the midfield, Vinkas Slivka, Melker Halberg, Scott Allen and Joe Newell. Up top, Florian Camberry and Christian Doidge. On the bench for Hibs tonight, Marciano, Horgan, Boyle, Malin, James, Jackson and Shaw. And your referee in Paisley is Alan Newlands. Uh, Roger Hanna Does Jack Ross get A good reception A bad reception Any reception at all Does it Does it matter Well he should get A very good reception um, In his first season In charge at Paisley He stopped St Mirren From dropping into The third tier Of Scottish football And in his next season He took them into The top flight Of Scottish football So Jack A former St Mirren player As well remember Will be fondly remembered By the buddies faithful But come 7.45 As I said at the top Of the show Tonight He's the enemy Gordon Deal, football's just a, it's a funny sport, isn't it? It's an emotional game. Jack mm-hmm. Ross did a fantastic job at St Mirren. Most of the fans love him. You'd expect the odd boo, maybe. Does that not? Because nothing really surprises you in that front anymore, does it? No, but I think the majority will realise the job yeah. that he achieved there, Gordon. You can't blame him leaving St Mirren and going to a club the size of Sunderland. Um, it was an opportunity that he had to take. But I think he'll get a good reception tonight. But that, that's a that's a good game along there. It really is because. Both teams will fancy their chances to pick up a valuable three who, points tonight. Who do you fancy? I'm going for a draw. Um, I've got a sneaky that St Mirren might just beat Hibs tonight. Home advantage. I think the uh, you know the confidence after the Ross County game as well. Um, I just think that they could go and get an hour valuable three points. But I've, <clears throat> yeah, it's one of the games, Roger. I don't think there's a, a favourite at all. I'm only going with St Mirren. Because of home advantage I take it when he's on a night off Hugh Keevans is popping along To see Christian Doidge in live action I'm sure he will be To do his, his research His homework for the show He's the consummate professional yeah. um, Doidge will be winning him over now though He can't stop scoring four goals In two games is it? Yeah I saw them had four. I mean he nearly missed the one at the weekend Well but They all count Listen nearly doesn't count As long as it hit the back of the night He nearly missed the first one of the hat trick At Perth a couple of weeks before that So the combination of him and Camberry Up front has worked terrifically well Eddie May started it Jack Ross carried it on I think together they'll get three points for Hibs tonight. What about from a St Mirren perspective Alison was, was bringing as the team news there as well What, what to look out for tonight from, from that perspective? Well, Alison says one change Danny Mullen out, Stephen McGinn in That would lead me to believe they'll try and be a bit more solid In the middle of the park um, Less attacking than they were against Ross County at the weekend um, A point takes them up to is it ninth in the table maybe Which I think Jim Goodwin would be content with I think St Mirren might be happy with a point tonight I think they'll need to dig deep to get it though Gordon Just had a tweet sent Now I haven't had time to investigate fully And the legitimacy of said tweet um, But someone has tweeted at Clyde SSB And says A Morton supporter has travelled 245 miles today To find out that the replay against Brora Is next Tuesday No way No way, no way. Is it Bowie? 
Um, so I can see that it's been screenshotted from Facebook and Scottish Football Away Days. It's, it's appeared on that page as well. And someone's now sent it to us. And someone by the name of Brian appears to, to be there and has got the picture of the sign which says Brora versus Morton. Dudgeon Park. Um, wow, we're going to need to dig into that because if that is true. That's a classic shout. If it is true 245 miles On a Tuesday And it's the wrong Tuesday oh, you, Well listen It's an easy mistake to make Daz made the mistake as well Because he's hit him in the weekend I'm raging We're on the show on Tuesday night I would have loved to have gone to see Brora v Morton Didn't you? Well would you want me to clear the schedule And you can go to the next one? Uh, no it is, I can confirm It is next Tuesday night at Dudgeon Definitely uh, yes. uh, uh, yeah. I'm a bit gutted That I'm missing The trip to Dingwall At the weekend I'm, I'm not I'm happy with that Roger I've been Put out the car Come into the hot studio Yeah I'm sure it's a real a Real you, bone of contention you, with you, I'm sure. You've obviously not heard The second part of the conversation What's that? Well I, I'm going up for Ross County Kilmarnock a fortnight On Saturday December 14th I think you're you're my leg man <laughs> So <laughs> Let's speak to Gordon And Kel McComb Hi Gordon Good evening Good evening panel Hello um, Yeah I'm just, I was just Finding it interesting It's like um <laughs> It's obviously it's the other side for me, but I, I just think that every week I'm listening to something about Rangers and how good they're doing and, and how great it is and everything else. And behind the scenes, it's a, it's a mess. And I, I just thought it was funny tonight that um, he, he's saying he's going to step down uh, and he's the saviour of Rangers. And I think it was the other guys that put their hand in their pockets a lot more than he did. Um, and... All his court cases are going on uh, 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 about him and about his lying in court, about his um, no, the, 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 the kind of money for the um, the, the shirt sponsors, all that kind of stuff. That he's, he's left it in a good way. He's obviously involved, going to be in court over a, a few. T- I, I just, I just find it laughable that that's uh, all that seems to get swept under. It's uh, and it's the manager that's doing doing on the park um, and. I, 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 obviously, he's at, he's at the helm, so he's maybe taking the responsibility. And I, I, I'm scared of this way, so I'm going to step down. Don't need me anymore. But I'll come back in if I need it. I think he's caused a lot of problems for Rangers as well, no? Roger. Uh, I would well, listen. We, we said at the top of the show, Gordon. It hasn't been all sweetness and light in the Dave King tenure, if you like. Um, there have been what Gordon described, Gordon Duncan described as bumps in the road for Rangers. Um, they haven't won a major trophy under Dave King's reign. Um, they may not win a major trophy under Dave King's reign if they lose the Betfred Cup final in a couple of weeks' time to Celtic at Hamden. Um, it depends how you look back, how you regard his legacy. They're definitely no one can argue they're in a better place today than they were the day Dave King took the chair at Ibrox. We spoke about it earlier on. I was at Central Park. They were playing Cowden Beath. Horrible day, horrible pitch, horrible performance, an nil-nil draw. So, so they've progressed from there to, to the stage where they are in a league cup final. They're, they're in a title fight. They could reach the last thirty-two of the Europa League. Um, the squad, whether you value it at hundred million or thirty million, the squad's better than it was the day he came in. Um, it will be interesting to see now, though, who takes over from Dave King, what direction. The next chairman can take the club in And whether on the field The, the results of the next chairman's tenure Will be better than the results of Dave King's tenure Of course you can Yeah, well I, I, That's all, all rosy and, But the negative bits on the side of it Obviously the SFA's got a lot to answer for it 
the fact that they're having to get a fair play in Scotland, or whatever you want to call it. They've lost, they've made losses about 60 odd million uh, every single year, they're 7, 8, 10, 11 million every, every year. That doesn't happen to any other country in the world. Well, I think it, think it does go well, I think it does It does It happens quite regularly Down south and in Spain And places like that And the, the th- listen I know the point you're trying to make Gordon But at f- Football And finance Have always been Very strange bedfellows C- Clubs can lose Large sums of money As long as the people Picking up the bill Are quite content To pick up the bills Now These three bills That Dave King has Brought to the table Thus far They look content to pick up the tab for all Rangers losses The problem Rangers will have is When they run out of benefactors if you like To pay the bills It's a wee bit of Hearts You saw the Hearts finances last week And Hearts um, the, you know, are being part subsidised By what's been referred to as a mystery benefactor Putting in seven figure sums every year No idea who that is They don't even say who it is at the AGM So at the minute Hearts are okay because of the mystery benefactor if he or she was to stop bumping money in, that might be a different story. Likewise at Rangers, if the three bears and the people associated with them were to stop pumping the money in in the form of soft loans, that, that's when the problems would really begin. Uh, OK, thank you very much to Gordon in Kilmacombe. It's 0141-951-1025. We've already previewed uh, briefly Rangers' trip to Feyenoord. Let's look at Celtic's home game against Wren. Pleased to say we're joined... On the line by a French football expert this time Like I say, the budget didn't stretch mm. To sending Gordon Diel over uh, To get the inside track So Adam White, a man who covers uh, The French League for the Guardian amongst others Has got the the, the inside track for us um, Adam, thanks for joining us I uh, hope you're well How would you sum up the the health Or the form of the Rennes side Which is going to come to Glasgow on Thursday? Yeah, it's a really it's a really interesting one Rennes as a, as a, as a club over the last year or so They've had a pretty sort of roller coaster. 2019 and as it stands the health of their form and of the club is, is at a pretty low ebb um they did fantastically well to win the coupe de france last season at the end of last year beat psg on penalties were two nil down in that final at the stade de france and fought back to draw two all and christopher and Kunku, a young psg player who's now left missed the starting penalty and they they went the actually wild scenes in Rennes uh for the first trophy for such a long time and but this season their form has terribly dropped off they've only won two of their last six and they've lost uh, two, sorry two of their two of their last eight and they've lost the other six, uh, and have only won twice since the end of August. Uh, their manager, Julian Stefan, is a really exciting young coach. Uh, at least that's how he was billed as he came, when he came in. He's actually the, the son of a, one of the French assistant coaches, and he was seen as his man manager and, and, a, and a very good at sort of motivating his team and getting the best out of players like Hatton Ben Arfa. But a lot of players have left and moved on, and, and their form has, has dramatically dropped away, and he's under a lot of pressure now. Uh, perhaps you could say Ren don't have the same incentive as Celtic do Celtic are going to try and, and win this group Will that be reflected in, in the team selection Or the appetite to go on and win this one on Thursday? I would imagine so yeah. I imagine that their team will be would be sort of pretty pretty weak by comparison to what their best team would be, and this is this is a team that's actually very different to the team that lost last season, uh, that, that won the cup last season. Sorry, they've, they lost a lot of players over the summer, and I imagine that this team would be would be relatively weak, and some key players will be dropped with the league in mind because they're sort of struggling in league, and they need to sort of pick up their form there. Now they're out of the Europa League, of course. So yeah, I'm I'm looking to a, a pretty weak team tomorrow. Celtic have quite the French connection at the moment as well, spearheaded by Odson Edouard. He's the main attacker. He's scoring all the goals, and he seems to be doing. That that for the French under-21s side as well I wonder because we end up speaking about him pretty much every night on this show how is he viewed in France or in French football at the moment? 
Uh, at the moment, I think he, he's pretty highly thought, sought after. He gets linked to, sort of highly thought of, he gets linked to uh, a return to, to Ligue 1 on, on occasion. Of course, he, he sort of came through at Paris Saint-Germain and was a, a bit part player there, made one or two appearances, maybe maybe just in friendlies, as far as I recall, in, in sort of the earlier season. And he was on loan at Toulouse, which which ended pretty badly, and, and he left the club and was in a bit of turmoil. But I think he's a, he's a, he's a good finisher, and he's got a lot of pace, and he's an exciting young forward, and suits Celtic really nicely. And, and I think that um, if his form continues and he, he keeps to play at his best, and he continues to play at that level that we know he's capable of, then in the summer you could see upper mid-table, even Europa League, maybe even above that, French clubs looking at him as a, as a potential uh, acquisition. The, the point, uh, Adam, that, that Ren got in match day one at home to Celtic, the, the night of the two penalties, is the only point they've got in the group this season. Is that a major disappointment for Ren? Did they have ambitions? Obviously, they've got domestic ambitions, which they're not fulfilling at the minute. They're only four points above the relegation zone in League 1. Mm. Europe, continentally, did they have ambitions to get through to the knockout stages? I think before the draw was made, they would have absolutely had ambitions to get through, considering... Last season, they got to the knockout stage and they played Arsenal and did, did really well against them, won that home game. And there was a lot of sort of hype around the club and, and the city for the, for the Europa League run. I think they sold out, their, they could have sold out their stadium sort of 10 times over for that Arsenal fixture. Um, so they would have been looking to repeat that. And as I said, the, the, the squad sort of decimation over the summer hasn't helped. But when the draw was made and you've got Lazio, Celtic and Cluj, given the, the, the way that their the team was weakened over the, over the, over the summer, they perhaps would have been a little less optimistic, and but they would have hoped. They, but they certainly would have hoped to challenge for a place into the final game at least. But getting through, they would have been less optimistic about. But the way the Europa League campaign has panned out has been bordering on disastrous. Really, to be out with two games to play, only one point, as you said, and nowhere near competing. If you like, then yeah, I think I think that they would be extremely disappointed with that. Thank you very much That was Adam White Our French football writer Giving us the inside track on Rain Ahead of Thursday's visit to Glasgow Celtic looking to kick on And win that group I'm sure we'll build up to that game more As the evening and the week progresses But in the meantime This will be good fun Jingle Balls With Ladbrokes Backing Scottish football Please gamble responsibly Jingle balls with Ladbrokes did not disappoint last night And I'm hoping for even better tonight Every evening this week our two pundits will go head to head In a keepy-uppy competition with a twist They have to put on a big Christmassy elf shoe With a bell on the end and everything You should see the way Roger Hanna is looking at me So we need two callers to come on You get designated either Roger Hanna or Gordon Diel And whoever's on the winning side tonight Will win a signed football of your choice So from any team in the SPFL You get to choose And you win the sign ball All you have to do is Give us a call right now 01419511025 You must be 18 or over And the lines close At the end of this break Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon Dale here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The show's about to get a bit mad and a bit busy, so I will quickly read out tonight's full-time teaser just so that you've got it <coughs> and so you can't accuse me of giving you less time than usual. Thank you to John, who sent tonight's question in, to fulltime at clyde1.com. He says, not including those who've featured this season, can you name 12 outfield players with John anywhere in their names that have played for Celtic or Rangers since 2000? I'm just going to leave that hanging Now there is a, there is an extra one But I've taken it away Because you'll never get it So not, not including those Who featured this season Can you name the 12 outfield players With John 
Or John Any spelling So it can be with the H Or without the H Anywhere within their name Who's played for Celtic Or Rangers Since 2000 Jonathan Johansson Mm-hmm Right Any more? Um I mean, their first name could be John. Has it been anyone called John? John Fleck. Yes. All right, we'll leave it there. You've got two, and we need to crack on with this because this will be good fun. It was very good fun last night. Jingle Balls with Ladbrokes backing Scottish football. Please gamble responsibly. If you heard this last night You'll know what it's all about If not let me introduce you Jingle Balls with Ladbrokes Every evening this week The two pundits are going head to head Doing keepy uppies with a twist They need to do it Wearing a big Christmassy elf shoe It is as ridiculous as it sounds You should see the way Roger Hanna and Gordon Dale Looking at me right now uh, We needed the two callers to come on Get aside and see who wins We had a shock A cup shock To end all cup shocks last night When Hugh Keevens beat Alex Ray at the keepy uppies no. I kid you not Hugh Keevens beat Alex Ray last night Let's see how we got on tonight Let's meet tonight's contestants First up is Aidan in Blantyre How are you Aidan? I know bad Good stuff Up against Stuart from Renfrew How are you Stuart? I'm good mate Good thanks Good man Aidan you were through first So that means I'm going to toss the coin And if it lands on heads You get given Roger Hanna And if it lands on tails You get given Gordon Diel and it's tails You get given Gordon Deal 25 years on From scoring the winner In the League Cup final He now can barely move He's got a hip injury But he's going to give it a bash uh, And Stuart in Renfrew You get Roger Hanna So Gordon Deal, You will go first Please start with your elf shoe Let's see how many Keep you up as you get Go One Two It's not bad Three Four He's on the stretch and he's gone four He's booted oh. it over the other side of the studio A grand total of four That was horrendous Aidan I'm sorry You're stuck with the four Let's see if Roger Hanna Can go any better On behalf of Stuart in Renfrew He's got his elf shoe on as well I'm sure he can hear the, the bell On you go Roger in your own time One Two He's even worse Three He's only got three I can't believe it Gordon DL beats him Four to three Aidan and Blantyre You are the winner of the signed football of your choice Are you happy with that? Aye aye And you're a Celtic that. fan is that, Does that speak for itself Is that the cho- is that the ball choice You're going to make Aye definitely aye Good <laughs> man That's not a bad wee prize at all Aidan and Blantyre Sign Celtic ball Heading your way uh, Thank you very much For playing Jingle Balls With Ladbrokes uh, Backing Scottish football As always If you want to go and Download their app Please do so But please gamble responsibly uh, You can head to At Clyde SSB On Twitter If you want to see the videos You two actually seem out of breath oh, I'm knackered Explain <laughs> yourselves Two fine athletes like yourselves out of breath after seven collective keepy uppies with an elf shoe on. It's, it's hard on what it looks. Oh, very much so. Yeah, if you just get out the road, I could have maybe got the dodgy hip going again. Get up to five. Get up to five, yeah. Anyway, thank you to Aidan Short. We've got some great prizes coming all throughout the week. Last night was a pair of tickets to the game of your choice. Tonight's a signed ball, I believe. There are some signed shirts and things like that Ooh, in the offing nice. as the week progresses as well. So make sure uh, you stay tuned on that one. I'll revisit the teaser just quickly. Um, it's been a bit, a bit manic. We've got a lot going on, but we're looking for not including those who featured this season. Can you name the 12 outfield players with John or John? So that's without an H or with an H. Anywhere in their names that's played for Celtic or Rangers since 2000. Well, I'll tell you the one that I took out. Yeah. Because there's actually 13. <coughs> okay. John Convery. Who do you play for? He played once for Celtic John Was he At the turn of the century Was he picked in the team that Kenny Dalglish Kenny Dalglish's last game? Can't remember But he he played once for Celtic Way back at the turn of the century And I thought Even Roger Hanna Even the super scoreboard encyclopedia No 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 So I took him out 
And we're looking for the 12 outfield players with John Anywhere in their names Who have played for Celtic or Rangers since 2000 Declan John Yes, Declan John And Tommy Johnson Mm-hmm. And when we're on them Alan Johnson, the yep. Rangers mm-hmm. Yeah, keep going And what about the current Celtic number two, John Kennedy? Brilliant, okay we'll leave it there John Kennedy, Alan Johnson Tommy Johnson, Declan John Jonathan Johansson Is that all you've got so far? No, you've got John Fleck as well Okay uh, You can play along with us as well At Clyde SSB uh, You can see how you're going to get on Now just before the break uh, We were previewing Celtic against Wren Gordon mm. um, What will the appetite be like from Celtic to, to go on and win this group? How much does it matter? If that makes sense Yeah I think, I think it would matter to Neil Lennon and Celtic um, I was just listening obviously uh, to, Was it Adam? I was on the phone and Talking about you know the performances of Ren just now poor and obviously they've only got one point so I think that Celtic will go and win this game comfortably. Uh, but interesting to see the starting eleven. Uh, you know maybe an opportunity to you know get one or two players back to fitness, get more uh, game time in them. Uh, but I'm certain Neil Lennon and everyone involved at Celtic will be wanting to win this group and uh, get it out of sight. Um, I mean Roger The team selection As Gordon says Will be Interesting You would expect Celtic To just go strong Go as strong as possible And, yeah. and try and win it If what Gordon's saying Is correct I, I think they will I think they want to Put the group away Then they can go To Cluj A couple of weeks Down the line And maybe rest players Then I think the Cluj game Comes in the midweek After I'm trying to get this right Yeah After the League Cup final Is that yes. correct Yes In the following midweek I think Celtic Are at Tynecastle mm-hmm. For a league game So it, it's quite a Busy December Finishing of course With the old firm game At Celtic Park At the end of December So the Cluj game away If Celtic have wrapped up Group E Of the Europa League And are through As group winners I think Neil Lennon Will shuffle the pack For the trip to Romania Are you going to be okay On Thursday Gordon That your favourite Jeremy Frimpong Can't play He's not eligible For the Europa League At this stage And I know he is A real favourite of yours You banged on about him Enough at the yeah. weekend So yeah, And rightly so Gordon Because he got Man of the match uh, And for a full back At home um, you know, getting man of match and Celtic winning four nil uh, was a terrific achievement for him. I just love, I just love his enthusiasm. I like the way he goes up and down. He's just he's so much energy. Plays football with a smile on his face. He looks like he's played at Celtic and he's eighteen years of age. He looks like he's played at Celtic for years. Uh, the way he just goes out there and expresses himself. I is is one of the few players. And I don't re- usually say this lightly But I would actually pay money to go and watch Not a lot of money but <laughs> I, I, I would try and get half there <laughs> um, That's been the debate ahead of the cup final Roger Should it be Jeremy Frimpong? Should it be El Hamed? Both of them will probably be unavailable for Thursday night Is that right? We're yeah, Morris Bauer plays So Morris, Morris Bauer plays yeah. all of a sudden as well So Celtic are um, mob-handed I, I, in that department I think as things stand just now With Rimpong in the cup final, won't it? Surely yeah. yeah, I'm sure we will get back to that debate at some point It's been raging on for the last couple of days Let's speak to Andy Who is a Rangers fan on the line Hi Andy Hiya, how's it going? Um, it's it's just about the, the Dave King thing uh, I'm a Dave King fan, um, and I like what some of my Rangers, um, fellow Rangers fans said that I'd always be indebted to him for saving the club. Um, and there has been ups and downs in that, and Sports Direct's one of the biggest things in that, right? But I've got a different slant on it. I've, Alex Ray, one of your, your pundits there, Alex Ray came out with um, I think, about the weekend, and then he kind of backtracked the other night on it, saying he's heard about um, investment coming, um, either investors or an investor. Coming now 
Roger seems to think it's something to do with the share issue, but he mentioned the share issue as a separate thing as well. Um, so I'm think I think I think maybe that um, Alex Ray knows something more than he's letting on, and I think that's what comes to my point with the Dave King thing. I think Dave King, although he's been good for Rangers, he always said I think way back at the beginning that he was there, he steadied the ship, and as soon as he felt it right to hand over the reins to somebody bigger and better, and it could take the club forward, he would do that. So I think rather than that. I think he's been pushed a wee bit, to be really honest with you. I think he's maybe now been holding, maybe holding it back a wee bit. Um, and these investors are wanting to come in uh, to to take the club forward and upwards kind of thing. I know Dave King's still going to be there in the background, but as for the figurehead and the chairman of the club, I think maybe he's been he's been pushed a wee bit. Um, and I think in January or whenever it is, the financial year, we're getting financial year, whatever. I think that there's going to be big things happening at Rangers. And I think Alex Ray knows, but he just is, mm. I think he backtracked a wee bit on the show, doesn't he? No, I, th- no I think you're right, Andy. I think he, he was mentioning investment separate from, from a share issue. He, to the best of my knowledge, doesn't know exactly where from. He just said that's, that, that's what he'd heard. So I don't really think it was uh, backtracking as such. Roger, Andy's point about Dave King being pushed, I think, was Andy's phrase. Clearly, is it's, it's that's speculation. I think we have well, to acknowledge that. What, what do you make of the theory? He didn't look like a man who was being pushed. He certainly didn't speak like a man who was being pushed today. He, he spoke like a man who probably feels he's done his part for Rangers. Um, he's been there nearly five years now in the chair. He does have other business interests in South Africa. By his own admission, those business interests are suffering because of the, the time and energy that he's put into Rangers in the last five years. So maybe it's as simple as. He's decided the time has come to go back to Johannesburg to put more time and energy back into his core businesses and let someone else take the reins. But, listen, Andy might be right. There may be some super investor coming in that Dave knows about coming in at the start of the year who's going to take the chair, who's going to drive Rangers forward, who's going to put a lot of money in, as Alec Ray was hinting on the show on Friday. Only time will tell. Final word to you, Andy. Yeah, well, I, I, I just, I just, I know what Roger's saying. He didn't sound like a guy that has been pushed. I'm not saying he's been pushed. Like you get, you've got to go, kind of thing. I think in the best interest of Rangers, I think it's been made clear to him that he has to kind of step aside a wee bit. And I know his business interests in South Africa are, uh, are suffering, and he's wanting to spend more time over there. So that, I mean, they're just going to put that against him. But it goes with my best wishes. Um, as I say, I'm not being disrespectful here. I'm saying he's been pushed as such. Um, I just think there is people or whatever people or um, investors that's going to come in and I think maybe Dave King was maybe just still the figurehead mm. person who, who kind of took the club out the mire kind of thing. Now I want to push on a wee bit now. And with this tax thing last week, it was it, it was broke. It was rather than it's going to be seven or eight million pounds, it's only down to like 20 million pounds. I know the tax man's coming in rubbish that, but... Um, but it's not exactly it doesn't hurt anything else it's all went kind of yeah, well Dave King did he acknowledged it today and says it, it wasn't a club issue it wasn't something that the club would um, be able to benefit from or anything like that thank you to Andy for the call because we are very short on time in fact we're already running late have you got any more on the teaser quickly what about John Daly oh yeah I know yes John Daly's and on there a John Harrison one Yes, okay, we'll leave that there Because something very important I want to tell you about More important than your teaser answers, that's for sure Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas In partnership with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington Proud to support Cash for Kids 
Uh, now Gordon Dale was telling me on the drive-in that not only does he not have his Christmas decorations up yet, but he does not put Christmas decorations up yet. But that says a bit more about him than it does about everyone else, and we'll get back to that at some point in the future. I'm sure, I think as we all know, Christmas is fast approaching. It should be a time for families and celebration. Unfortunately though, for thousands, and I mean thousands of children right across Glasgow and the West, right here on our doorstep, it's just another day. Nothing special about it at all. Well, we want to make Christmas Day just a little bit different for these kids this year. And by that, we don't mean anything over the top. Something as simple uh, as a hot meal could make Christmas Day a bit different for them. And you can help make this happen by supporting Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas this year with wholesale domestic bathrooms in Hillington. Maybe you've been thinking about it for a while and you want to go and fundraise on your own. Well, you can find the pack and download it at ClydeOne.com. Uh, you can also donate money there to this year's Mission Christmas Appeal. So head online right now to ClydeOne.com and see what you can do to help. Help. We'll give the answers to the teaser next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, Gordon DL is still here. Roger Hanna is still alongside him, and there's still time for you to get involved on the phones. 01419511025. You can tweet us uh, at Clyde SSB. You might want to do so if you're taking part in tonight's full-time teaser now. I'm really going to confuse things here John has sent tonight's question in And the question is this Not including players who featured for them this season Can you name 12 outfield players with John Anywhere in their name That have played for Celtic or Rangers Since 2000 Just to clear up It is the the name John is, is, as we all know it J-O-H-N Or J-O-H-N Depending how you pronounce these things You'd also take it with the H missing J-O-N Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's anywhere within the name So it could be the start, the beginning um, That's the same thing The beginning, middle or end I should say of the name Guys like John Daly He's J-O-N You've got John Fleck You've got Jonathan Gould You've got John Hartson You've got Jonathan Johansson Declan John Tommy Johnson Alan Johnson John Kennedy One, two, three, four to get I told you there was this John Convery But I took him out That was too hard Never I still, you tell me later nah, I still no game. Too difficult what One of them is an absolute what's about cracker the, the young keeper I'm not sure whether he played for Celtic Barry John Corr Outfield remember Roger oh, Come on outfield. Keep up oh, oh, Hold on a minute That was why we ruled out Jonathan Gould wasn't it He gave us Jonathan Gould No I didn't No no he didn't Did he not No no Told you at the break It was outfield players only Ah A wall here I mean one of them is Unbelievable that you've not got it yet Oh, I tell like no, sorry, you got John Hartson, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, still a couple of other r- relative. There's one, one other that I would expect you just to get. Um, then the others are pretty tough. Yeah, it must Since two thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll try. I'll narrow that down a bit for you. The ones you're looking for mm-hmm. are all this decade. Oh, right. Okay. Can you give us a split between Celtic and Rangers? Two to one. Look at four to get. Two to two. (laughs) I forgot about that one at the top there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This isn't going terrifically well, is it? That's a bit of time left, though. We're underway in Paisley for St Mirren against Hibs as well. Remember Jack Ross going back to Paisley, Gordon? It's been a whirlwind couple of years for him. He, He takes over at St Mirren, did well to keep them in the Championship, wins the Championship, gets the move to Sunderland, gets the sack... Back up to take charge of Hibs And back in Paisley um, A fascinating game With and without that Added element of Jack Ross tonight 
Yeah, it's always going to be an important game for both sides, especially where they're on the table, Gordon. They're on the wrong end of the, the, the table. And uh, this season, for me, it's all about St Mirren surviving. And if they're going to survive, then this is games like tonight against Hibs, who got off to a terrific start under Jack Ross against Motherwell at the weekend. Uh, but if you're at home and you've you know you've got a good result against Ross County, uh, you know for St Mirren at the weekend, then you've got to be really looking at picking up three points. Roger may right, be right by saying that you know St Mirren would even settle for a point tonight, but I just think that. At home against a Hibs team, yes, Jack Ross got them and went with a, a different formation and at the weekend with two up top and really was positive. But I just think that St Mirren, if you're going to survive, games like this tonight is so important to them. Roger, go along yeah. with that, with your well, esteemed colleague. W- without doubt, because if you look at where St Mirren have picked up their points this season, they win at home to Aberdeen, home to St Johnson, home to Ross County. Um, they haven't really done very much at all on the road, so I, I tend to agree with Daz. If they're going to stay up And I still think they can stay up and they're, they're not the worst team I've seen this season at all But, as Daz says This is the kind of fixture They're going to need to take things from I think given that they won at the weekend Given that they're out of that that, that bottom two I think a point that would lift them to ninth Jim Goodwin <coughs> would, would take it right now And a landmark appearance for a friend of the show St Mirren captain Stephen McGinn It's his 200th in the black and white of St Mirren tonight Back yeah. in, had to sit out at the weekend Hasn't had as much football as he would have wanted this season um, But he's back in tonight Captain's armband on And a 200th St Mirren appearance Yeah it's a nice landmark as well A couple of landmarks at the weekend Annie Considine with his 500th game for Aberdeen at Perth Paul Hanlon with his 400th game for mm-hmm. Hibs and Against Motherwell at the weekend So Steve McGinn Good career Maybe overshadowed nowadays by his uh, little brother John Slightly Who got um, three points back in the colours of Aston Villa last night against Newcastle But you need to remember, you know, Stephen's been down south as well Sheffield United, Watford Good career mm-hmm. Back up at St Mirren And he will have a role to play if they are to stay up this I season. thought it was incredible when I was thinking about Andy Considine at the weekend 500 appearances for Aberdeen In this day and age that is Incredible yes. And well done to him Sixth of all time And I then I saw how many He was still behind Willie Miller Yeah Another, <laughs> another 298 to go To Eclipse Willie well, How many Willie got I think 797 I think I mean, 500 is good That's not to take yeah. away From Andy Considine And he only refereed 612 of those yeah. games And in those days I played against Willie Miller and Ant McLeish Obviously at Aberdeen Oh, oh by the way on, well, 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 sure, You're on your playing career Come on We've got a couple of minutes left 25 years ago tonight You were going to sleep On the eve of a cup final Yeah Tucked up yourself uh, Looking well, forward to a, a big <laughs> A big afternoon where, On a serious where, where, note Would you stay in the eve of the final Erskine Bridge Hotel? Erskine Bridge Hotel We stayed yeah uh, We can't do that story on here Absolutely no, not no, I know no. you told it at one of the quizzes in the past No chance um, However on a serious note, come on for two minutes. Put your nonsense to one side. Greatest day of your career? Um, Beating Celtic in the League Cup I final. Think, uh, yeah, we've well, been captain, and I think that um, obviously we were six, seven minutes to go. The great commentary with Jock Brown was that Charlie Nicholas had won the cup for his beloved Celtic. And I remember, and I've told this story at the dinner on Sunday, I remember standing with Ali Graham to take the, the, the centre. And I think everybody thought our dream was finished, Gordon. And I honestly meant this, and I actually says to Ali, I says, we'll get one more chance in this game. I says, but the only thing is, I hope it falls to me, not you. <laughs> and <laughs> Humble to the very end. And, and uh, worked, the plan worked absolutely fantastic, and then obviously... I told you to be serious. I was serious. That's <laughs> exactly what I said. Um, Big Ali uh, took it in the right manner, he, he, he loved it. 
Uh, but I still honestly believed there was one chance left. And I don't know why. And I did say it to him at the thing. I'm very fortunate that Jason Deere had a shot and just my pace really to get me away from the <laughs> speed merchants at the back, the Celtic <laughs> defenders. And uh, I rattled in for about 35, 36 hours. Inches uh, maybe um, yeah, But yeah. seriously I mean well 25 years on It's the 25th anniversary You're still doing the dinners You're still speaking about it That's clearly the defining moment In your career One that you must look back on All joking aside With serious fondness uh, Oh it was absolutely fantastic Nobody Nobody gave us A, a chance at all gone Because we come up against That Celtic team Had real quality players in there And Especially when you go 2-1 down And you're thinking That's a dream gone But we had great energy in the middle of the park. Jimmy Nickel put a lot of the young kids in there and the experienced guys like myself and Neri who won Man of the Match, you've got to say. Uh, and it just happened for us that day and it was brilliant. And I'll tell you a story, Gordon. You don't have time, I'm afraid. scoreboard once sent me to Kikodi with this man. It's uh, Honestly, it's like a royal visit. I bet it is, right. You've got four more on the teaser. Quick. I'm struggling. Clues. Right, Swedish striker, Celtic. John Gudetti. Yes. <sighs> Celtic youngster from... Sort of 2012, 13-ish Very, di- this is a difficult one Youngster Position oh, Can't remember Midfielder, I think I think he, I'll just tell you Yeah John Heron Oh yeah Right, okay him. The Rangers ones uh, What about a Spaniard Mark Warburton era J-O-N First name John oh, Torral Missing the Torral. age John Torral, Torral. Well done, And Torral. the last one An absolute cracker Hasn't featured this season But is still at Rangers And it's in the middle of his surname J-O-N this is a real sneaky one. Barjonas. Oh, oh, see, we, we, we dad said that earlier on. I'm but sure he said he no, nobody at the club anymore. I'm sure he did. Thank you very much to Roger and Gordon. We're back tomorrow night, six o'clock, in the company of Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy. In the meantime, just stay right there because Callum Gallagher is up next. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.